Well, it's great to be in the house of the Lord this morning. If you have your Bibles, you please open to the 25th chapter of Genesis. Genesis 25, beginning at verse 20. Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah, his wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian, of Padamaram, the sister of Laban, the Syrian. Now Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord granted his plea, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. But the children struggled together within her, and she said, If all is well, why am I like this? So she went to inquire of the Lord, and the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. So when her days were fulfilled for her to give birth, indeed there were twins in her womb. And the first came out red. It was like a hairy garment all over. So they called his name Esau. Afterward, his brother came out, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel, so his name is called Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when she bore them. So the boys grew, and Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field, but Jacob was a, was a mild man, dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game. But Rebekah loved Jacob. Now Jacob cooked a stew. And Esau came in from the field and he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, Please feed me with that same red stew, for I'm weary. Therefore his name was called Edom. But Jacob said, Sell me your birthright. As of this day, and Esau said, Look, I am about to die, so what is this birthright to me? Then Jacob said, Swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Then he ate and drank and arose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. A pot of stew. How it snared a man. How it drove a man. How it cost a man. And how it bound a man. A man sold his birthright for a single meal. A man despised his birthright. And for what? Bread and stew of lentils. It seems insane. 
Seems so foolish. You know, hunger can drive a man to do crazy things. Hunger of the flesh. Listen to the text. Jacob cooked a stew, and Esau came in from the field, and he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, please feed me with that same red stew, for I am weary. What does his brother say to him? Jacob said, sell me your birthright as of this day. What kind of a deal is this? I mean, what kind of stew was this that a man would be so reckless, so careless, so foolish, so hasty, so rash, and so irresponsible to sell his birthright for a single meal? Jacob said, sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, look, I'm about to die. So what is this birthright to me? Was this an overreaction? Weariness can drive a man to do crazy things. Weariness of the flesh. Jacob said, swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Then he ate and drank, arose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. You know, that bowl of stew, Esau stewed over it for years. Still stewing over it years later, still chewing on the same old red meat. Listen to the text from the Voice Bible. One day while Jacob was cooking a stew for dinner, Esau came in from the field. He was tired and hungry. Esau to Jacob, please let me have some of that red stew you have there. I'm famished. That's why he was nicknamed Edom, which means red. Jacob sees Esau's weakness and decides to take advantage of the situation. Jacob, first you have to sell me your birthright. Esau, look, I'm about to die of starvation. What good is my birthright to me if I'm dead? Jacob, swear to me first. And so Esau swore to Jacob and handed over his rights as the firstborn. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and lentil of stew. Esau ate and drank, and when he was satisfied, Esau went his way as if nothing had happened. Esau treated his valuable birthright contemptuously. Esau stewed over that stew for years. Sure, he blamed his brother for taking advantage of him and the situation. However, it was his foolishness in dealing with hunger and weariness that sold something far more valuable than a bowl of stew. 
Have you ever had a conversation with someone who is still stewing over something that happened years ago? I was taken advantage of, still stewing over it, when the reality is it was their foolishness in dealing with hunger and weariness that sold something far more valuable than a bowl of stew. Well, sometimes people are taken advantage of. We know it's true. Sometimes people are wronged, and it wasn't that they were reckless or foolish, unlike the case of Esau. And still, they are yet stewing over something that happened years ago, and it's suffocating the present and strangling the future. Back to the story, Genesis 27, 1-4. Now it came to pass when Isaac was old and his eyes were so dim that he could not see, that he called Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son. And he answered him, Here I am. Then he said, Behold, now I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now, therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver, and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me, and make me savory food such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. Verses 5 to 10. Now, Rebekah was listening when Isaac spoke to Esau, his son, and Esau went went to the field to hunt game and to bring it. So Rebekah spoke to Jacob, her son, saying, Indeed, I heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, saying, Bring me game and make savory food for me, that I may eat it and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to what I command you. Go now to the flock and bring me. Bring me from there two choice kids of the goats, and I will make savory food from them for your father, such as he loves. Then you shall take it to your father that he may eat it, and that he may bless you before his death. If we know the story, Jacob, Jacob gets what his mother requested. And she makes food. And then she took the choice clothes of her elder son Esau and put them on Jacob, her younger son. And she put the skins of the kids of the goats on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. And then she gave him the food and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son. And here goes Jacob. Jacob goes to his father and deceives him, and Isaac puts the blessing of the firstborn upon Jacob rather than Esau. Verses 30 to 41, now it happened as soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob. And Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, that Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. 
He also had made savory food and brought it to his father and said to his father, Let my father arise and eat of his son's game, that your soul may bless me. And his father Isaac said to him, Who are you? So he said, I am your son, your firstborn, Esau. Then Isaac trembled exceedingly and said, Who? Where is the one who hunted game and brought it to me? I ate all of it before you came, and I have blessed him, and indeed he shall be blessed. When Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, me also, O my father. But he said, Your brother came with deceit and has taken away your blessing. And Esau said, Is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright, and now look, he has taken away my blessing. And he said, Have you not reserved a blessing for me? Then Isaac answered and said to Esau, Indeed, I have made him your master, and all his brethren I have given to him as servants. With grain and wine I have sustained him. What shall I do now for you, my son? And Esau said to his father, Have you only one blessing, my father? Bless me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Then Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, Behold, your dwelling shall be of the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven from above. By your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother. And it shall come to pass, when you become restless, that you shall break his yoke from your neck. So Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. Was it wrong what Jacob did? The answer is yes. He and his mother should have trusted in the timing of the Lord. They should have trusted in the promise of the Lord. Do you remember the words? So she went to inquire of the Lord, and the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb. Two people shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. Yet, perhaps the Lord knew how it would play out and how he would have to work in the life of a deceiver to turn him into a prince with God. You know, the same day I wrote this message, my wife made stew for dinner. The good news, I sold nothing. Although I was waiting for, first you have to. Listen to verse 36, and Esau said, Is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright, and now look. He has taken away my blessing. And he said, have you not reserved a blessing for me? 
The NLT reads, Esau exclaimed, No wonder his name is Jacob, for now he has cheated me twice. First he took my rights as the firstborn, and now he has stolen my blessing. You know, the first time, the deal was clear. Here's a bowl of stew. I'll sell it to you for your birthright. Esau knew what he was doing, though foolish it was. Concerning the blessing, he was cheated out of it. Now, we could have a lengthy discussion with regards to the dealings between these two brothers and the dealings of God with them. But what I want us to see today is the ramifications, the results, the effects, and the consequences of improper handling when it comes to hunger and weariness of the flesh. We blame others. We blame another, though the choice was ours. And the reality is we can end up stewing over it for years to come, still stewing over that bowl of stew. What lesson should Esau have learned that day? Never again will I let hunger of flesh drive me to such foolishness. Never again will I let weariness of flesh drive me to such foolishness. You know, the reality is that bowl, the bowl of stew could represent many things today. And the bowl of stew is many things for many people. The next time someone cooks up a stew... The next time someone or something wants to take advantage of us when hunger and weariness of flesh is upon us, don't buy the stew. No matter how close, even if it's someone real close. The message reads, Esau said, not for nothing was he named Jacob, the heel. Twice now he's tricked me. First he took my birthright. And now he's taken my blessing. Ah, Esau. The first time you, you tricked yourself. Perhaps his word should have simply been, he's taken my blessing. Years later, Esau still had not dealt with his error. He was still blaming another. He was still stewing over the fact that he was taken advantage of. He was still eating from that same bowl. He couldn't stop eating it. When the truth is, he's the one that sold. He's the one who sold his advantage away. I've thought about this story many times, and I wonder from that day forward, you know, I can't imagine how it felt when stew was on the menu. I can't imagine how it tasted from that day forward, how it smelled and looked, those wretched lentils. 
We fast forward in the story. Jacob and his company were journeying and were about to run into his brother Esau. This is years later. Jacob, remembering his brother's anger and disdain and declaration that he was going to kill him. The Bible records, then Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, in the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, saying, Speak thus to my lord Esau. Thus your servant Jacob says, I have dwelt with Laban and stayed there until now. I have oxen, donkeys, flocks, and male and female servants. And I have sent to tell my lord that I may find favor in your sight. Then the messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to your brother Esau, and he also is coming to meet you, and four hundred men are with him. So Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people that were with him and the flocks and the herds and the camels into two companies. Then he said, If Esau comes to the one company and attacks it, then the other company which is left will escape. The Lord was working on Jacob. And I'm sure there was work done on Esau as well. Jacob sends gifts ahead to Esau. And that very night, Jacob wrestled with God. He struggled with God. Genesis 32 Verses 24 to 28, Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip. And the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. The Lord changed the man's name at daybreak. Jacob to Israel. Supplanter, deceiver, one who takes the heel to prince with God. It's so beautiful how the Lord turns deceivers into princes, working in the life of a deceiver to turn him into a prince with God. Did Esau ever get over that bowl of stew? He did. Twenty years later, these brothers met again. Genesis 33, beginning at verse 1. Now Jacob lifted his eyes and looked, and there Esau was coming. And with him were 400 men. So he divided the children among Leah, Rachel, and the two maidservants. And he put the maidservants and their children in front, Leah and her children behind, and Rachel and Joseph last. Then he crossed over before them and bowed himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. 
But Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him and they wept. And he lifted his eyes and saw the women and children and said, Who are these with you? So he said, The children whom God has graciously given your servant. Then the maidservants came near, they and their children, and bowed down. And Leah also came near with her children, and they bowed down. Afterward, Joseph and Rachel came near, and they bowed down. Then Esau said, What do you mean by all this company, which I met? And he said, These are to find favor in the sight of my Lord. But Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself. And Jacob said, No, please, if I have found favor in your sight, receive my present from my hand. Inasmuch as I have seen your face as though I had seen the face of God, and you were pleased with me, please take my blessing that is brought to you because God has dealt graciously with me and because I have enough. So he urged him, and he took it. Was this another trick? A deception? No. Look at the change. Esau. The stewing was gone. Esau ran to meet his brother, the Bible says. He fell on his neck, he embraced him and kissed him, and they wept. And then those words, what do you mean by all this company which I met? And he said, these are to find favor in the sight of my Lord. But Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself. The voice Bible reads, what was your intent in sending all of your men and herds ahead of you? Jacob, I hope to find favor with you, my master. Esau, I have enough, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself. Jacob expects trouble from Esau, but he finds the pain of the past healed. Now Esau wants nothing from his brother. Jacob, no, please, if I have found favor with you after all these years, please accept the gifts I offer. Seeing your face again is like seeing the face of God. So graciously and warm, so graciously and warmly you have welcomed me. Please accept the blessing I bring. God has graciously provided me and my family. I have everything I could want. Jacob kept insisting that Esau accept the gift. And finally he did. I want to ask today, is there anyone, is there anyone here dealing with hunger of flesh? Weariness of flesh. Is there anyone here today and you've come in from the field and you are, you are weary? The field of life, the field of work, the field of working for the Lord. What does it say in the book of Hebrews? 
Hebrews 12, verses 15 and 16, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled, lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. The message paraphrase reads, watch out for the Esau syndrome. Trading away God's lifelong gift in order to satisfy a short-term appetite. You well know how Esau later regretted that impulsive act and wanted God's blessing. I'd say to us all here today, let us be wise in dealing with hunger and weariness. For we have in our possessions something far more valuable than a bowl of stew. The worship team can return today. Is there anyone here today stewing over a bowl of stew? How long has it been? 20 days, 20 weeks, 20 months, 20 years. Oh, time heals all wounds. Not so. I hear the word of the Lord, the words of a father. Genesis 27, verse 40. And it shall come to pass when you become restless that you shall break his yoke from your neck. There's a call in the Spirit. The NLV reads, When you break loose, you will throw his load off your back. The NLT, when you decide to break free, you will shake his yoke from your neck. The Voice Bible reads, when you grow restless to be free, you will break his yoke from your neck. There's a call in the Spirit, a call to restlessness. The New Century Version, when you struggle, you will break free from him. Listen, Jacob had to struggle, and so did Esau. The message reads, when you can't take it anymore, you'll break loose and run free. The Amplified Bible, you will grow rested and break loose, and you shall tear his yoke from off your neck. Is there an Esau in the house? It's time for you to become restless. A decision to break free. It's time you struggle. It's a day to decide that you can't take it anymore. A decision for some like stewing, but it's a terrible way to live. 
It's a day to break the yoke from your neck. It's a day to throw off this load, to break loose and to run free. Listen, the stew is long gone. It's time the stewing become a past particle. The stew is long gone. The past is the past. Is there anyone here today still stewing over a bowl of stew? A decision to break free when you become restless. I wonder, do you want to be free? Do you want to break free? Let's stand in the house of the Lord today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray for every person in this room this morning. Lord, we all face weariness, hunger of the flesh. Lord, I pray that we would take these words today, the example in your word. And Lord, we would be a people that by your grace deal with hunger and weariness in a proper manner. That we don't make a rash decision to sell what is so valuable for a single meal. Whatever that meal represents today, Lord, for each of us, God, I pray that we would be a people, Lord, that let the past go. Lord, that we become restless and we cry out, and as we become restless to break free, Lord, you will help us, your sons and your daughters. Lord, I pray your blessing upon your people today, and if there's anyone here that just needs to needs to break free. God, we ask that your freedom would reign in this room right now. Lord, that the stewing would stop. That it would no longer affect the present. And it wouldn't affect the future, Lord. God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord.